Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. You see why I love that doorman still. He keeps things going quite well here in the genie bottle known as Madame Perry Salon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to Madame Perry Salon. I am your hostess and cruise director, Madame Perry, or you can call me Jennifer Perry or J. Maud, as they do in, in England. And I have just got to say, first of all, and I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but I just want to thank everyone who listens, who's been sharing, subscribing, downloading episodes of Madame Perry Salon because uh, my listenership is spiked. Subscribers are, are joining uh, just daily, hourly, and uh, I've got great guests and sponsors, and it's all thanks to you because all everyone who listens, who subscribes, who shares, who downloads with your friends and tells people about it, you make it possible for me to have good sponsors and to have great guests. And just to go over a couple of things that happened recently and also things coming up soon. You know, um, remember we had David Fishoff on last month. And David Fishoff, of course, a sports and entertainment agent. He's the guy who came up with the idea, the concept for Ringo Starr's All-Star Band and sold it to Ringo by creating a commercial about it and playing it for him. Um, he also created and owns the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camps, and they just finished one up this month was the, oh, no, September was the Judas Priest edition. If you don't know about the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp or David Fishoff, you should check it out. You know, we had Lita Ford from the Runaways on recently, and when she came back on the scene of music after raising her boys and living away on a deserted, seriously deserted island, she went to uh, David Fishoff and worked as a counselor at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And they also, uh, it's where you can go and sign up, pay for a few days on so your favorite rock bands or metal bands. will teach you to play certain songs. You'll do a show at the Tabernacle, House of Blues, Whiskey, A Go-Go, wherever. And uh, they also do uh, corporate team building exercises. However, David Fishoff said on the podcast that if you register, if you sign up, for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, and you mentioned that you heard about it from Madam Perry's salon, or you heard him on there, or you heard it from me, Jennifer Perry. When you get there, he will give you a guitar, brand-new guitar, worth $700. He didn't tell me what kind, but Lita Ford said, hey, who needs to know what kind? You, you're getting a free guitar. So uh, so definitely remember that next month as well, and we thank him so much for that. Also, last night we had anthrozoologist Hal Herzog. We mostly talked about his book, Some We Love, Some We Hate, Some We Eat, about our complicated relationship 
with animals, or I believe the subtitle is why it's so hard to think straight about animals. And a lot of people commented and sent me messages about the show, said they had no idea that an anthrozoologist could be so much fun, and he was an absolute delight. So definitely look for his book and his column he writes in Psychology Today. And let's see, next week, next Monday, we have Jasper Bark, our Master of Horror from London. Tomorrow night, Kat Canaveral, she was on Dr. Oz recently talking about her new book about uh, dreams. And um, excuse me, I got a little something in my throat there. But um, <clears throat> pardon me. But anyway, you know... I keep telling you, this show gets more fun for me and more exciting, and thank you for all the comments and suggestions. Tonight is no different. Tonight's guest, I have been, <laughs> I am so thrilled to have him here, and I have been looking forward to this for a while. He, uh, I don't know where to begin. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley. Did you hear that? Including four publishing companies. Published over, I hope you're sitting down, hold on to your beverage. He's published over, they have published over 800 books. He's an international best selling author with 58 business books. Now, if that doesn't make me feel like a, a slacker and underachiever, I don't know what does. Um, provides strategic consulting to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ listed company. And what, who, what are we talking about? He's here to help you. Um, as, as, as he says, he wants to teach you uh, easy, super social self-publishing platforms for those wanting a megaphone. And that, of course, could be no other than the AHA guy, Mitchell Levy. Mitchell, welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Come on in. Have a seat. Madam Perry, what a great intro. You read you read and or ad lib so well. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get you mixed up with the notes from last night's guest, you know, the anthrozoologist, so I didn't want to say Mitchell Levy, he can um what what he knows. That, that about, sounds like uh, that sounds like an interesting like. show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, people recommended him to me, some friends that he had visited their book clubs, and uh, and I watched his videos, you know, like I watched some of your videos of interviews, and I said, who knew the subject of somebody could be so funny? And the same thing with you. I think people tend to think that a business, someone teaching them about business and publishing, and someone's done so much work that it would be dry, but I've watched you on, on other podcasts and shows, and you're nothing but dry. You keep it very high energy and and lively and entertaining. And I think that may, I don't, I mean, of course, there's a, there's a substance of what you know and what you've learned and what you put into practice and teach. But I also think that it's, it's as well your energy and that makes it easy for people to approach you and listen to you. And so you can help mm. them. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, you Just know, it's real simple. I, I, think, I, think if, I think if work equals play, then you can play all the time. And, and not everyone wants to play all the time, but, but I do. And, and I could certainly help those that are interested in playing more uh, to be able to put themselves out there. And so I love what I do and I love helping others. And so it's, how, how could you not be enthusiastic about that? Well, exactly. I mean, I've got a, a new 
well, actually, two new clients I've signed on, and there's a lot of work, you know, penetrating a different market, and yet uh, I get so busy. My husband says, you know, don't just stay at your desk, don't get all wrecked. I said, but it's so thrilling to be in the game, you know, when you're on the hunt, mm. the matchup and the placements, you know, it's just such a it's, it's like a rush, you know. It's an excitement. Do you do you still feel enthusiastic when you work with new people, new companies? Oh, always, always. It's kind of so. I don't know if you ever read a book. It's called Selling the Wheel by Jeff Jeffrey Cox, and it's it's a it's a relatively old book. I think I listened to it about fifteen fifteen or so years ago, and it was real interesting in terms of how. Jeffrey talked about what it did is transform what I thought a salesperson was. So he broke sales into four, mm. four categories. Yeah, one was the, the person who sees the big vision. So before the product's even built, by the way, it's called selling the wheel. So it was when the wheel was originally invented, right? So the person painting a vision of what wheels can mm. do. The next level is a wizard. That's the person who takes the wheel and makes it work. So imagine going to a farm and putting a wheel on, a, on a, a flat plate and putting wheat underneath it and grinding the flour. That's a good wizard thing. The third thing is mm-hmm. the relationship builder, you know, and that is if you're building relationships with others, sometimes even if your product's not the most uh, inexpensive, you're going to do business with the relationship builder because you like this person. They know who you are. And then the fourth category is the captain and crew. And that's like the McDonald's. You go there for the consistent experience. So what's fascinating for me in terms of working with new clients, I'm still at the visionary slash wizard stage. And so it's fun to figure out how this platform I have can help people catapult their business, their career, or their expertise. And it's, every win is always fun. It, it, to see somebody, what it really is, is to see somebody get it themselves. You know, so it's not just the done-for-you service where we're done and they got something exciting, but rather the opportunity for them to replicate it going forward for themselves, that's pretty powerful. And, and yeah, I get excited about that. Yeah, and, you know, um, I was thinking when, uh, when I studied um, political public relations and we talk about, you know, using your, in, your thought leaders and influencing your thought leaders and, and getting them to get your, your message out for you, how do you how, – how does your audience or how do you teach people to become thought leaders? Can you be taught that, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, so, so, yes, let me start with what the definition of thought leadership was and then where it is today, and then you could see how one can become one. So in, in the old days, and let's say a decade or before, thought leadership was a person who stood on the platform – typically picked by a recording studio or publishing company. And they said, hey, you're the, you're the artist in this genre or you're the business person in this space. And that person would sort of preach to the world the, the way to do things in a certain way. And their audience would say, after the, after the artist said jump, the artist would say how high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we lived in that world and we're happy with that world because we didn't have access to the artist. Well, with the Internet and the proliferation of the ability to touch people, what's happened is we, we expect something different. We expect a personality. We expect potentially to be touched by our artists, certainly from the business people. When, I, when I'm trying to do something in business, 
what I'm looking at is I don't want the thought leader who doesn't care who I am. I want the person who happens to be potentially a friend, somebody I know, like, and trust, who I'm going to go to and say, hey, you can do this for me. How would, how would, how would your program work in my situation? And they understand my situation or get to understand it and help me. So instead of using the word thought leader, although we still use the word thought leader in conversations, I'd recommend using the word recognized expert. Because for some people, the thought leader is a person who just, you know, is is the Nobel Peace Prize thought leader. It's just a completely unattainable goal. A better way to think about Mm -hmm. it, if you're looking, if if I, uh, let's say I start singing and dancing, which I certainly can't do, and I look for somebody to represent me, I kind of, I kind of have gotten to know you or getting to know you a little bit better. You'd be the first person I talk to, and of course, you'd you'd reject me with this, as a client right away. But because I <laughs> know you, like you, and now feel like I'm trusting you because we're getting to know each other, I'm going to do business with you. Well, guess what? You've entered my world as a recognized expert, and so you have the you're the first person I'm going to go to. And if you answer my questions in a proper way. I may not go to anyone else. Well, that's kind of the world we're living in now. It's, it's a world in which people have a Yelp score over their foreheads. And, and the, the world of the future is when the Yelp score is actually tra- changed for the person you're working with. So when my person reached out to you and said, hey, how'd you like to have Mitchell on the show? You get a Yelp score of how Mitchell has dealt with other co-hosts that are just like you. And whether or not it was fun or interesting, of course, you're going to do the research as well. But it'll be very obvious for you to see it. Same sort of thing. If I went to you and said, hey, I've got a friend who, who hears the characteristics. Would you be interested in working with them? I'm going, to see a, I'm going to see a score of how you dealt with other people like that person in the past. And so whether you call it the thought leader or whether you call it the recognized expert in the space, so for those that, that actually want to see a little bit more information, you go to one of my websites. It's thinkaha.com. And under Think Aha, the first tab is a tab on thought leadership. And I actually have a definition on thought leadership, on what it is. And, you know, as a marketing guy, it's the standard two-by-two. Two. And so the way I've identified it, it's the audience that you're reaching by the content that you're sharing. So if you have no audience and no content, you're obviously unknown. If you have a very large audience, but the content is very narrow, you're kind of an evangelist. And, and the technical world has adopted evangelism uh, in, for that world, what it is. But technically, you could look at you know, preachers and religion as the same sort of thing. If you have a reasonable audience or a small enough audience, but you're delivering the right amount of content, you're an expert. And then if you have a huge audience and, uh, and the right amount of content, you're the thought leader. So the question becomes for you personally, whoever's listening to the show, instead of saying, I want to be the thought leader, what if you said, I want to have the right amount of audience to reach with the right amount of content? Because if that's what's necessary for you to, to play well and have a good life and do all the things you want to do, you don't need to. If, if, if you only do business in the local city or local state, 
you don't need to reach, you know, other places in the world. That's fun, but that's not necessarily the audience you need to go after. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Because that, that's, that's, um, that's wasted energy. Exactly. So your thought leadership, too. you should be focusing. Oh, well, that's, we've, got, we've <laughs> got the precious commodities of time and money, right? And so, you know, you've uh-huh. got to decide how to spend which to get what you want. So, how then? Um, you know, I noticed that some one question people ask you a lot is, um, "What are the top or the five top thought leadership practices?" I've got that. I'll answer that question. And in the question, I'm going to actually refer to the Aha That platform, which I absolutely want to talk about because that platform okay. is a way in which anyone who's listening could could basically create their, their book in eight hours or less or have us interview them and do it in two hours. Okay, we'll, we'll come back oh, to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. it, probably what you did with me, and certainly when you meet somebody new and they give you their card, so you meet somebody at a networking event, and they told you a, t- a tall story. You go back home, what's the first thing you do? You type their name into Google, or if you're – if you have a little bit of time, you do it on your phone and you Google what, what comes up. So step number one of a best, uh, best thought leadership practice is to present well. So what happens when somebody Googles your name? Do you actually come up? Are there bad reviews? Are there things you should get rid of? What's your presence look like? What happens is the social media sites, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google+, Plus, uh, by definition, uh, sometimes Twitter, they pay a lot of money so that your name comes up under their brand. And so if somebody Googles your name and your Twitter site comes up and you've got 15 followers and you haven't posted in two years, what do I think about you? Mm -hmm. Well, certainly not as much as I would have before I did that. So present well. You have Mm -hmm. to recognize that the world that we live in, in today's world, and by the way, this is such a cool place we live in today. We actually live in the customer's world. We're actually delivering good, solid customer experiences and good customer service. That didn't happen a decade or two ago. So this is really cool. All right. Uh, Number two of five is consistently share your and other people's content. So this is what's interesting. One also definition or difference between a thought leader of the past and and the thought leader or recognized expert of today is when I go and talk to somebody, if they are so narrow-minded and so singularly focused that their solution is the only solution, I'm not going to trust them, right? I'm not going to believe. I want somebody who's sharing not just their content, but sharing their peers and other people's content. I want somebody who's spending the time, uh, mm-hmm. like you did in researching for your shows, who are listening to and watching the videos and listening to podcasts and reading their sites and going, wow, this would be kind of fun. My audience would be interested in this topic area. Well, that's kind of what's important is to share other people's content. And, and what I will do in this case is I will tell you, for those that want to go to ahadapp.com, uh, we've got 41,000 quotes, aha messages that can be shared today for free. So free to use, free to share. If you're looking for content, I have a solution for that one. And that's at ahadat.com. 
All right, number three. Number three is I'm to with, I'm author still a book. with you. <laughs> All right, author a book uh, and use it to drive leads. Right. So here's what's really interesting. And 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 this is where now a lot of our books have been. When we publish a traditional book, or when you when you see a book that's a New York Times bestselling book, we're talking business books, not not novels. When you mm-hmm. see a New York Times bestseller book, you the book is typically I don't know a couple hundred pages, forty to sixty thousand words, and it boils the ocean. It covers and it's it, it's typically it's it's very it it, it uh, repeats itself often but it covers every topic in every area. So what I like to think about is how cool would it be if you were able to do a book quickly and focus on a very narrow niche? So let's say in your local neighborhood, um, your job as a dentist is to grab people in a 30-mile radius, or your job as a dentist is to grab people who are uh, double-income, no kids, or maybe you just want to focus on single, single, uh, single moms. Well, if you wanted to write a book on single moms, it's a lot easier if you're a dentist writing a book on single moms and if you're a single mom looking for a dentist and you Googled, where do I go? And, and a dentist who's in your mm-hmm. local area popped up who did just that. You're like, Oh, I should see this person. Now, obviously I used a very interesting example, but what's, what's fascinating <laughs> is the ability is the ability to focus today on very targeted content. And so I would say write a book. Um, I've done, as you mentioned, 58. Uh, but some of the books I do now are relatively easy because I do them in concert with some other things I'm doing. Right? So if we have a process where I'm doing two hours of recorded interviews uh, on a YouTube channel, I typically will turn that into a book. And so it, it's mm-hmm. a very interesting way. And so for those, once again, if you're interested, on ahathat.com slash author, you could actually read about our – now, at the, on our site, it says our eight-step process, but we've actually now made it a three-step process. So you can read about the three-step process necessary to write your book. And whether or not you do that or write your own book, I think the title author in your name – carries so mm-hmm. much weight, you know? And so, you know, if you think about Madam Prairie, think about your clients and who you have, you know, having, having a book that says how to deal with uh, overinflated ego rock stars, that'd be an interesting book, right? Um, now you may decide that that's not how you want to market yourself, which is Okay. <laughs> Um, how to deal with dainty ballerinas. Okay, that's another one, right? So I'm just saying there's an opportunity here for you to so easily create. And the content between one of those books and another is very similar. You're just taking your knowledge and you're tailoring it to a specific audience. So anyhow, that, that, that mm-hmm. would be number three is, is write a book. Uh, number four is exactly what you're doing. It's create your own thought leadership channel. Yeah, so there you could either um, you could either blog for one of the big magazines. Uh, if you if you notice, lots of the magazines these days are offering opportunities for people who are quote unquote experts to be able to contribute articles. So you could do that, or uh-huh. Blog Talk Radio is a great place to add your own channel. Guess what? You have the opportunity to reach out to anyone in the world, and you know some will say yes. And based on the guests that I heard you talk about. 
you've had some great guests. And what's hopefully happening is you've figured out a way to leverage those guests and leverage the opportunities to do more for your business, right? Because that's really what that's really what it's all about. Oh all right. yeah. Uh, ready for yeah, number five? Definitely. Yeah, I'm right. ready. So number five, and this is interesting. I have a thought leadership best practices group on LinkedIn. So if you just go to LinkedIn and type in thought leadership best practices, feel free to join the group. And this is just sort of a, a consolidation of what I see over the years. So number five is a compile a best of list. So this is really interesting. So we will oh, use the word okay. influencers. So go, you know, so it depends on what industry you're in and what you're doing, but grab the best companies in the space or the biggest influencers in the space and recognize them. Here's the top 25 influencers here or top 50 there. Well, guess what's really happening? You're creating some uh, graphic that hopefully they'll put on their website. You're reaching out, and hopefully these influencers after your award will know about you. You're hoping each one of the influencers share that they were nominated or they, uh, they, re they were in the top 50 list. And, of course, whatever business you're in, when people are Googling who, who are the best of, you're associated with all of those influencers. So the best of list is a really nice way. Now, it, it's work, right? You've, you can do it the, oh, yeah. in anything in life. You could do it the easy way, just pick the top 50 and go. But if you want to take advantage of doing something like that, you want to make special time to talk and interact with those people you talked about and trying to help them be successful. Because if you can help an uh, influencer be su successful, them coming back and helping you mm -hmm. is kind of what you're looking for. So that would be my, that'd be my top that, five. Yeah, and I see um, – I, I knew I was going to learn a lot here, and I knew that I would also learn what, what I'm doing that's working and what I'm doing that's not. And, yes, I find that, you know, with some of the guests, as you see, some of the guests I've had, it, it honestly has, um, in my opinion, Mitchell, I feel like that's, that's added to my credibility and what I do. That people say, oh, well, if she's got, well, like I said, David Fishoff is going to give somebody a $700 guitar just for mentioning that they saw him on my show. To me, I feel like that builds my credibility. So this here's um Oh, absolutely. Um, here's my. By the way, it's, yeah. a, it's a win win for everybody, and, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And um, so I've been very fortunate like that. Also, I tend to think that we're in a, um, and I guess I'm. I'm amazed when you talk about how you share other people's contents, um, the, the, this is the, these five steps, uh, platforms, and the idea of writing a book in eight hours or less or with your help. I think about how I always tell people when I try to teach um, DIY publicity to people, I'll say, you know, we live in a short attention span world. Every, and not that people mm -hmm. are stupid, but people, their attention – Somebody is competing for their attention all around them, whether it's something they see, something they hear, what's in front of them, uh, they're, they're reading. Everywhere you go, you know, there's signs, there's, there's screens, there's something, video. You go to a restaurant, and there's music, and there's two different TV screens, different shows on. Something is competing for your attention all the time. 
So uh, how do you focus and narrow down to what gets through that's useful for you? Or how do you deliver what you have that someone else needs? And so that's well, what I think yeah. that you're uh, – you're that's exactly what. That's exactly the me. message I'm. That's exactly the message I'm. Um, uh, I'm sharing. And then, if you don't mind, I'll tie the threads together. If I just tell you about the three steps of our authoring process, um, because it all of a sudden mm-hmm, you'll say, "Aha, uh-huh, I get it." So our platform, <laughs> AhaThat.com, has 750,000 users, and these are people who are looking for content to share. And as I mentioned, we already have 41,000 pieces of content. For, so for anyone who else who's adding more books, and AHA book has 140 AHA messages. So it's, it's uh, Twitter, 140 by 140, 140 AHA messages. So if you share a book, you now have an audience who's now looking for content to share. That's kind of cool. And the first step of the process of writing is having a Word document. In the Word document, we ask four questions. By the way, we try to make it as drop-dead simple as possible. So we ask four questions. What's your name? What's your bio? What is a one, what's the title of the book and a one-paragraph summary? But let me tell you about question one, because question one is the most important question. And I'm going to tell you how it's written, and I'll tell you what it means. Question one says, who is the expected reader, and how will they benefit from the book? Question one really means who is your prospect and what is their pain point? So when you're ah. writing or you got that, that's the aha moment. When you're writing or if we do the two-hour interview, all I'm doing in the two-hour interview or whoever's doing the interview, all we're doing is we're focusing on your knowledge and expertise of solving a person's problem and what the pain point is. So if it happens to be DIY publicity, um, it could be DIY publicity for rock bands, for country. And you have another book, mm-hmm. DIY publicity for country bands, DIY for jazz bands, DIY, mm-hmm. right? So all of a sudden, you can have a dozen books, and the content from one book to another is not terribly different, although you're going to change at least 20%. But now imagine going to the world and saying, hey, I've got a dozen books I'm doing DIY publicity in all these musical genres. How do people think about you? You're the person ah, who can solve their problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's, well, does she that's really my step kind one. Of music? Does she understand? Yeah. Then they're saying, does she understand my band, though? Does she understand me or my country as opposed to this? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I'm following you. I'm, I'm getting the aha all over the place, Mitchell. Awesome. So, <laughs> and so By that's the way, the, let, let probably that's the most. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say because people are commenting and sending me messages saying that they're listening and they're into it. I said, if you're listening, you're welcome to call in and talk to Mitchell. Ask him a question. Six four six. Seven one six nine nine two two, or a message and a question for him. And also, definitely go to Think Aha. That's T H I N K A H A. Thinkaha dot com, and uh, for a wealth of, of information on what we're talking about, and follow along. Okay, Mitchell, back to you. Oh, and and I, I I'll have to I have to say also go to Aha that A H A T H A T dot com. So that's the plat. That's a, the uh-huh. Thinkaha is my consulting business. And uh, so that's where we put content. And then the, uh, the aha, that is the platform. So right. step number two, and this is free for anyone who wants to get to it. Step number two is a single-page PDF 
Given that, okay, are you ready for this number? I've actually curated over 50,000 AHA messages. So given that I've seen that many and curated that many, I decided to write a single-page PDF on what are best practices. So step number two is, is downloading or opening up the single-page PDF and figuring out how best to write a AHA message, something that, and, and here's the cool part, an AHA message is designed with one and only one purpose, and that is to generate an AHA in the reader so that they go, aha, I didn't think about that, or I'd like to figure out who this author is, right? It's that mm -hmm. one second, it's that seven-second soundbite designed to capture somebody's attention. Okay, step number three, so of our three-step publishing process, step number three is an Excel document, and the Excel document is where the aha messages are stored, and so, you know, if we're writing, we'll deliver that. If you're writing, you're going to write there. And then we do a content edit, a copy edit, uh, create a cover, and publish your AHA book. Pretty simple, right? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it sounds so simple. Where, where, oh, just so you know, it really is that simple. Where, where the time and money thing comes into play is some people don't like just having a social media-enabled ebook. Some people want a PDF or Kindle. So we can do that for you. So that's just an upgrade package. For some people, it makes more sense to hand out a paperback book or a hardcover. And so then I'll use one of my publishing companies, and we'll actually publish and distribute the book um, in all the book channels so that if people Google the book name, they're going to see you everywhere through one of my publishing companies. And so then you're getting the credibility of a third-party publisher publishing your content. And by the way, when you give somebody one of those books or they buy one of your books, they're going to open it up and they're going to start reading 140 bite-sized questions. They may spend the 10 minutes and read the whole thing, or maybe they'll read three or four aha messages and they'll go, wow, this person really speaks my language. And that's really all we care about. Wow, yes, indeed. And let me just stop and say again, if you want to call 646-716-9922, also you can look the platform from this. The website is ahathat.com. And um, Mitchell Levy, you know, I, I read about you, I've read some of your work, I've watched your videos, and yet still bringing it to me like this, you make it sound even more fresh and crisp and, and clear. Uh well, super than, cool. than, than even Thank I you. expected, and that's a lot. So yes, so <laughs> so anybody who's listening and you think and and I'm say you know yes, having author, having author behind your name, having books, yes, that will give you credibility. Uh, that adds to your credit. And I think that adds to your business. Say, well, you know, the person I just hired, they wrote the book on this. Um, so when people want to work with you, and I know you 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 started to cover this before and I probably interrupted you but start again so they would go to ahadat.com so probably the best yeah the best way to get started is ahadat.com slash author and read through and by the way on that page it's going to have our eight step authoring process we're now shrinking that down to three turns out that step you know steps four five and six were really publishing steps so we just making that publishing versus authoring. And on that page, here's what's interesting. I'll make the same sort of offer. We have a submission where people can submit their 
aha books if you're writing it yourself. And if you're just curious uh-huh. and you're just not sure you've got the right audience or you're feeling like it's the right tempo, what you could do is fill out the Word document, which is step number one, and fill out 10 or 15 aha messages in step number three and send them to that thing and say you've heard me on Madam Perry show and you want Mitchell Levy's advice on am I moving in the right direction. And, and this way my team will make sure I get it and take a look at it and review it for you. And I'm happy to do that. Wow. Oh, thank you. And you hear that, folks? And I've got people sending me sending me little side messages on Facebook. They're listening to this. So that goes out to you, Vincent Levy Bryant, Marilyn Opitz, Sherry Rabinowitz. I see you all uh, sharing this or sending me messages that you're <laughs> that, So one of them said, I'm, I'm fascinated by this guy. Yeah, you should be. And and guess what? He's here to help you <laughs> fascinate people, too. So uh, thank you so well, much, y'all. Oh, you're welcome. I have to tell you, I, I love the customer, the, the audience feedback. What's interesting to me, you asked me how I get excited. So I get excited about tying threads together because if, if you just for a second imagine that you could actually snap your fingers and write a book. For the business audience we're working with now, I know eight hours sounds like a, a small amount of time. For the business audience, they, they're not even finding the eight hours. So that's how we came up with the, we interview for two hours and we ghostwrite the book. Because it's so much easier when you see 140 aha messages in a spreadsheet to make changes to it than it is to write those messages from scratch. So we're doing that. (laughs) Now, here's where it gets interesting to me. Let's say you had a band. Their popularity is growing. And one of the band members has a mother who has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Well, we could then find a way that we use and create an aha book or a physical book where that book is then handed out to members of the audience and all, and then you get a third party corporate sponsor who's responsible for buying it. And then what happens is everyone gets good content. The band is actually sharing a message that's relevant and, and profits go to the charity. That's fun stuff for me is coming up with, with relationships that allow everyone to benefit. So, yeah, that's that's when I get excited. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Um, and, yeah, I like that you call it tying threads together. I think with me, when I'm working out a publicity strategy for someone, I think of like finding pieces where the puzzle fits, you know, this part of your hmm. your work fits here and this fits there. But I like yours with the tying the threads together. And, uh yeah, different technique but the same intent or the same plan uh, strategy. So uh, how many – so when people come to you, you know, people go to ahadat.com slash author. Author. Uh-huh. All right, I'm guessing some people probably come a little bit nervous, um, maybe a little unsure, you know, am I really doing this? Are you going to tell me I can? I would imagine a lot of what you do is, is let, making sure that they see. Uh, would you tell me, you know, do people come and they're not sure? Am I good? Can I do this? Do I have something to write well, I, about? I've been told that my gift is seeing the potential in others. And so that's something I, I think I've always, I think I've always seen that. You know, and I just act that way. But it's recently I've had a number of people sort of say, I, I went recently, I came back from a 
three-day heart-centered retreat. And, and the people who are seers looked me in the eyes and said, Mitchell, your gift is seeing the best in others. So what happens when I talk to somebody is sometimes people have a sense of who they are, which is different than their true skill set, right? They're doing it because the world has presented them in a certain way and they present themselves that way. And mm-hmm. I think where I've been fortunate is however I conduct the conversations, I could tell you that that's not the right thing to do and you're not taking it as malice. You're understanding that I have a different vision for you. It doesn't mean that it's the right vision because mm. the vision that anyone has for themselves is one that gets to manifest if you think about it, work on it, and let your friends know about it, right? And so I sometimes allow people to paint a vision in a different way. And to me, what I love about this AHA that platform is that the best way to demonstrate that you're the expert in this new vision of yourself is to write a book showing that you know the pain point of your prospects, And it is so easy to do. It's not like we're talking about a year or two years worth of time. We're talking a a weekend if you do it yourself. You know, we're talking a short amount of time that you've actually said. And so I I do a ton of the uh, two-hour interviews myself. Uh, We're right in the middle of uh, creating a training camp so we can train others to do the two-hour interviews. And uh, it's so much fun diving into the – people are brilliant, right? They just sometimes don't always express themselves in an articulate way. And so being able to ask the questions that center around who's your prospect and how do they solve problems and how do you solve their problems? How do you help them? How do they recognize it? You just start asking those questions and all of a sudden you've got a, in your case, a different puzzle that you're putting together. In my case, a different set of threads Mm -hmm. I'm putting together. Yeah, identifying. I think I see what you're saying because I, what I tell people sometimes is that, or I tell them often, they'll tell you more than they want to hear maybe, but that if you want something from someone and you need something from someone, whether it's somebody to carry your book in the store, have, that you have an author interview, have you on their TV show or, or book you in their event, do something that helps them. You know, do something in the way that you handle it. Find out what they need. If you help them with what they need, they're going to help you with what you need. If you do something that's going to help them look good to their boss's boss by either Mm -hmm. bringing in a lot of people, whether whether it's making sure that you do your own PR and you bring in an audience and, you know, I tell people, and bring a plastic bag so you clean up any trash that you leave behind. Don't leave any You know, what as stupid as that might sound to some people, but from start to finish, if you make their job easier then they're going to want to help you more. And I think that sounds a lot what you're saying. You're going to find people's pain and also find um, what well, well, you say. You say it better than I do. Yeah. So once again, probably the biggest thing to think about if you're selling a product or delivering a service, it's you need to document, not, not in excruciating detail, but what are the pain points that your prospects have And what are some of the things you do about fixing them? Because all that happens, let's go back to what I said when you said what are the top five thought leadership things. Number one is present well. Mm -hmm. So imagine now you've written your aha book or you've written your physical book and it's 
it's now sitting with 140 quilts from Amazon and somebody has a pain and they type in the words that you talked about and it turns out that's your book title. Well, they, they may not even read the book and they, oh my God, this is the person for me because they've identified my pain. Right? So mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. comes down to, it's, to be a recognized expert is you've got to be, well, a recognized liked expert, maybe we'll say. Um, you've you got to be liked at what you do and recognized as smart at what you do and address, you're not addressing the problems that you want to fix. You're addressing the problems that your prospects and your customers want to fix. And that's a big, that's a big mind shift change. It may be, you may be listening to this and going, oh, my God, that's, that's normal. And now that's normal, then pat yourself on the back because I'm really proud of you. Uh, but if that's – if for most people that's not normal, they, they wake up in the morning and they try to solve their problem and they just try to force that upon the, the clients and prospects they work on. And that's kind of how we've been running business up until now. And I have to tell you, that's changing. I mean, just take a look at what happens when you walk into a Uber or a Lyft. You can now see how many rides the person's given. You could see the testimonials. You could see their score. You can make a decision in looking at that information when your Lyft driver is assigned to you that you don't want to work with this person. This is power. This is information. This is great. Uh-huh. And so you just need to do that for anyone who has a product or service. You need to make it that easy for your prospects to, for your customers to recommend you, which is kind of cool about the AHA That platform because hopefully they're sharing your content. And for your prospects to recognize that you could solve their problem. And that ties it up with a bow right there. You know, that it really does. It's succinct and it and it tells you everything you need to know. Um Mitchell Levy, I have been so happy to have you here and and, and share all this. You know, uh some your your so your people say Mitchell is committed to aliveness, joy and aha moments and that's no joke. And also uh, and, and too, just check out his well, check out the website. Check out ahathat.com, thinkaha.com. I'm going to be sharing all of Mitchell's social media addresses on my social media, everything has to do with Madame Perry Salon. And remember, go there and say and leave a message saying, Madame Perry sent me. And, yeah, pay attention. I like Mitchell, it. Well, uh, when, when, you run, uh, with, Madame Perry, when you run into people who need this, let's solve their problems and then bring them back on the air together and talk about what we did. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, I like it. I like that a lot. I like that very much. Thank you. So, yes, I think that's a fabulous idea, and I think that's very exciting. We will, we will do that. And so I want to thank you for being so generous with your time here tonight and staying with us. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll bring you back here. And so, folks, um, remember tomorrow night, Kat Canovas, and uh, next week, Jasper Bark. So, AhaThat.com. Uh, Mitchell Levy, I am just uh, happy that you came here to Madame Perry Salon and shared this great information.
Get back to our show. <laughs> I said, let's get back to our show.
dog. Anybody dog. I don't know if you noticed, but after y'all came in here, I'm still talking to the guy on the radio. I need that chopping on my wrist. And then when I won't get up, he goes around and makes my chair go down. <laughs> and I'm still carrying on like nothing's wrong. You know why? Because I'm a professional.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.